Hello and welcome to The Fathers, episode number 22, where two different kinds of fathers, a married dad of five kids, and a Catholic priest, we're friends talking about sports, beer, movies, and the everyday joys and challenges we share in common. I'm Don Bettinelli. And I'm Father Chip Hines. So Father Chip, uh, the the big thing for, for me, so as we talk about what's what's been going on, mm-hmm. the big news for me in the, the Bettinelli household yes. is... Cub Scouts. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll talk a little more about this as we go on right. uh, later in the show. But I just, I, I, I thought I'd bring it up because it is the big thing. That's big. Uh, but the, the boys are Cub Scouts now. But um, but first, let's talk about uh, what's going on with with you uh, lately. So <laughs> well, what's up with Father Chip? Well, Father Chip's have, <laughs> first he's talking in the third person. <laughs> That's a problem. That's a bad sign. Um, I'm, ag- I'm actually having some health issues regarding my right ankle, which had been already, um, a problem and had been fused uh-huh. and now, um, is causing some pain when I walk and, uh, and it's, it's allowing, it's not allowing my foot to fall flat either. But that's a whole other, it's a whole other problem. At any rate, um, the uh, doctor looked at the x-rays. I had x-rays done last night and he looked at them this morning and, um, he says, it's not looking good. So, um, yeah, there's no joint left at all. Wow. And, uh, and, uh, the fusion is, is kind of slipping and it needs, it needs to be immediately looked at. So at any rate, um, I get it when I, when we're done here, I'm going to be calling, um, the, uh, orthopedic surgeon who did my original surgery and see when I can get in to see him. Cause that's important. He's the expert. Um, and he's an expert on ankles. He does, mostly just ankles and I think knees and his, um, his, he's affiliated with the Celtics. He's done work on, uh, pro basketball players and other sports figures. Um, he's, he's a quite accomplished, quite accomplished, uh, surgeon. So, mm-hmm. and, and he's supposedly, he's the best ankle man, not just in the country, but in the world. And so, and he's right here in Boston and, and affiliated with the new England Baptist. So, which is where I had my original surgery. So anyway, I'm looking at that and the initial recovery for that, you know, just the first recovery is six weeks and it goes in stages after that. And so it's so six weeks. You're, you're laid up basically yeah. six weeks. You'd be completely laid up. Right. Yeah. Which is problematic. I'm hope hopeful. I'm hopeful that I can stay at Regina Cleary for those six weeks. Which is the uh, which the, is the priest retirement community in Boston, but yeah. it also has a uh, hospital floor, the quote unquote hospital floor, uh, where they have some um, full time nursing. nursing care available for people. And uh, I'm not sure I need to be round the clock. You know, I don't think I'll be needing round the clock care, but I, I'll need some help in the beginning. And, uh, that's usually where, you know, I can, I stayed there for two weeks when I was, when I had the original surgery mm-hmm. and, um, they were great. So, um, I, you know, it just all depends on whether there's room or not, you know, and I don't know if there is or there isn't. And then that's a bridge I got to cross when I get there, the, depending on what the, um, surgeon says. Now my doctor is thinking ankle replacement. My surgeon may say, no, we don't need to do that. So I, you know, yeah. I gotta wait and see if it's, what he if says. it's replacement, it's six, it's the six weeks, if six it's, weeks completely if, off your feet. But if it's not a replacement, maybe it might be less. I don't know. It could, yeah. you never could be know. more. Could be more. Yeah. I don't know. That's the problem. So it's a, it's a little bit of a, an issue right now. And, and it's, um, it's, it's bad enough to cause me, you know, to start the ball rolling on all this. I've, I've delayed it as long as I possibly could. Um, 
but tomorrow I, I see a, a physical therapist at the hospital. Hopefully they can fit me with a, a walking boot to help me, you know, be able to manage until I have the surgery. So that's, that's the hope right now. And it's, there's a lot of stuff going on, but it's, you know, it, it, everyone deals with these kinds of things, right? I mean, yeah. not, I'm not unusual in this. The only problem that I, you know, that's unique to me is I don't have a, a, a wife to, and family to help me get through it. Uh, I have to hopefully rely on my um, ever aging parents <laughs> right. who are now 70 and 71, um, but in great shape and, and not physically incapable of helping. Um, and potentially my brother or, or brothers, depending on what can happen there or parishioners. I mean, right. You know, that could be a case too. You know, I get, I got a dog, so someone's got to walk the, you know, take care of the dog. Um, you know, there's all kinds of things that have to be thought of, not to mention, uh, you know, I can't leave two parishes down a priest. Um, right. well, the diocese would have to send, they'd have to send a, somebody. A, somebody either to assist or to be the temporary administrator. I would think that they'd make the parochial vicar, the temporary administrator, and then, and then bring someone in to assist him. Maybe. Right. We'll see. But, but if that happens soon, that we're talking, uh, you're, you're down through Christmas. It depends. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, if, if I can get the, if the walking boot can help me get through Christmas, that's my hope. Um, I'd really rather not do this till after Christmas, uh, is over, but I understand if it has to be, it has to be, I mean, I don't yeah. know, but again, how quickly can they get me in? How quickly can they, can, you know, it's, it's a matter of who knows what the healthcare system. Right. I, exactly. And, and I saw it in full force yesterday when I was trying to, um, you know, get my, uh, I was trying to see the doctor first of all, um, see, I, I me, I would have just gone to the orthopedic surgeon, right? I would have just right. made an appointment with the orthopedic surgeon and gone and see because him. you know, that's where you because that's where anyway. I have to go anyway, which is what he said to me this today. This is what my doc said. So, okay. But I had a, do the extra step of going to see my doctor so that he can look at it and see x-rays and then he can say hey you know what you need to go see an orthopedist that's my advice to you oh thanks okay i never would have thought of that um you know and been there yeah i mean but it's the system right it's the system and i had to wait and i had to wait and he was you know and then this was the best part i they wanted to get x-rays i'm at the lawrence memorial hospital in medford where my doctor has his office Medford, Massachusetts, by the way, yes. not Medford, Oregon. And, uh, so I, 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 I'm, I'm sitting there and he's like, and the woman is in his office is really good. And she's trying to get me into the x-rays there at the, at the hospital. She comes over and she's like, I can't get you. I can't get you into like six thirty. Now I'm in Medford. I live in Walpole. Right. If you don't know, not familiar with it, look at a map of Massachusetts and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. And traffic and Boston and everything else. Well, be, well, Medford is north of Boston. Walpole is south of Boston. Correct. And anyone who's familiar with this area knows that if you need to travel through the city during the day, that, anytime after two. Yeah. Anytime after two. If you're going from right, uh, you're basically. You're it's stuck. like going, it's like going like across the country. It's yeah. Like, it it a, might as well a, be the a, other, another state. A 30 minute trip turns into two hours. Yes. Easily. Easily. And so anyway, um, so she's, I said, well, is there any way you could get me into the Norwood hospital? Maybe they could get me in today. And she, she said, well, I'll check, I'll check. So she called and they were able to get me in at five, which was great. It literally took me from the time I left the hospital in Medford. I was there at like 440. So I left at three. It was 440 by wow. the time I got An to the hospital. 40. 
So, yeah, so I get there, um, get all checked in. They did all the stuff and, uh, you know, and they were very good. And, and, um, it was funny. The woman, I talked to her at the office today, her name's Maureen. She's very good. Um, I talked to Maureen and she said, um, you know, I gotta tell you, you know, everyone I've dealt with at that hospital is excellent. They're just so friendly and helpful. They know, mm-hmm. they know the numbers that I, that I need and where I can fax this. And she goes, the hospital I'm in. Sometimes I call and they don't know the fax number where I need to fax something <laughs> or they, they tell me, you know, it can't do this or I can't do that. And I, I said, well, I don't know what to tell you. I said, but, um, you know, it's unfortunate that my doctor is that up there. I mean, he's so, he's just so good and he's got such a great, um, manner about him. It's hard to give him up. Um, and I know, I, you know, I hate switching doctors. Exactly. And they got to, first of all, when you switch doctors, then you got to go through the whole rigmarole of trying to f- catch them up to speed about who you are. Well, this is what your health situation. This is what we're going through here is. So when we first moved to, to Holbrook, um, we found a doctor who's literally a mile away from our house. who's here in, in our awesome. little town. Uh, and so Melanie went there first and Dr. Tremblay. And then uh, I went to there. Uh, later, you know, afterward, when then the first time I needed to go to the doctor and he wasn't available, but his associate in the practice, uh, Dr. Gupta, who she's wonderful. Um, I ended up going to her and she, she became my primary physician. And then they kind of split, um, because they changed the big practice that they're, I'm not sure how this works. And, yeah. It's very, but they're connected to a larger network. That's, that's, is not the insurance company, which is different. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, they, they, he went his one way and she went the other way. And I, I, I went with her and now she's, not as close. She's in Quincy. Well, that's still not too bad. It's not right too off, bad. Right off the expressway. Yeah. In, in Quincy. That's a hell of a lot better than going from right. Walpole to so, Medford. Yeah. So Melanie stayed with Dr. Tremblay. Meanwhile, the kids, their pediatrician is up here at Social Hospital, which is not too far away. And she's great. Dr. C, um, who has been, a, she's like, she's like 75 and she's retiring now. Oh, man. Is, so, and her associate, Dr. Scarfo, who they're both wonderful doctors. We both, and we love them both. They're both, Dr. C's retiring and Dr. Scarfo's moving to, to Rhode Island. So, and, and now Dr. Tremblay is going to a cash only boutique practice. Oh. He's done with insurance, which I don't blame him. Wow. <laughs> so, so we're having to replace not all your doctors. Oh, well, I, my doctor's fine. So Melanie's needing to switch doctors and she's going to switch to Dr. Gupta, but she's so, you know, so busy. She can't get in there until December. Yeah. Uh, you know, like right near Does Christmas. Does she have any immediate concerns? She do, well, she does. She's got to get her, she's got to get medicine refilled and all these other things. And so she's sort of in, in limbo. She, yeah. Like, uh, Dr. Tremblay is her, her connection with him is done. And she, so she's going to, she'll, she's going to try to call Dr. Gupta and see if she can get her to refill her prescriptions at a base. Right. Right. Where she was before. Right. Right. She'll, Dr. Gupta is really good. She'll probably will. But, but now we're, we're, we're now looking around for, now we need a uh, new pediatricians and, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm open to life and would love to have another kid, but I don't want to be looking for an OB at the same time. Like that'd be mm. just another doctor yeah. we have to be looking for. I mean, it's just the whole the whole doctor thing is just crazy. A boutique healthcare, huh? Yeah, there there are more and more doctors who are going to, with cash, cash only. only. So, how does that work though? Because the insurance companies set the price of things, right? Well, he sets the price. So he sets the price. So he says. Seeing you for a doctor visit is what? hundred dollars. I'm, I'm just pulling a number out. Yeah. Of okay. So then you just have to pay a hundred dollars. Yep. Is there any way in our current health system that we could, with our insurance coverage, we could do that? Nope. 
Because he doesn't take insurance. No, I know. I, I'm Which just wondering saves if they, him a bunch of money. I'm wondering if the insurance company could reimburse us. No, those things. no. One of the things you can do is these these health share ministry or which i've seen a few of and i've kind of looked into it a little bit i haven't gotten very far but it's basically it's a it's a health share mutual support where um you pay in it it takes a couple different forms one of them is you pay into the central fund and then all of your bills are paid out of that fund so every so basically everyone who's a member is paying for everyone everyone's health care right so some of them where it's you actually you submit the bill and then uh, a notice goes out to everyone in it in the in the share mm-hmm. and they of what their portion of that bill is. Oh wow! So it, I mean it's it, there's a variety of of different ways of Would doing that. It. Work at a boutique system? Yeah, because they're paying cash. Okay, you know it's just a check being cut. Interesting. Yeah. So it's yeah it's I mean the problem with insurance is is no one ever knows what things actually cost because the I mean, you ever, you ever see, do you see the, um, they send you the, the, what is it? Uh, this is, this is the bill. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause I didn't know if the, if the, if the, the priest insurance, uh, they, yeah, they showed, um, showed. yeah, I've gotten that before. So it's like, this is what they build. Uh, and then this is what the insurer will pay. Right. And this is what the, the practice, the medical practice is going to write off. And then this is what you're going to pay. And I just hate paying medical bills because not just because they're expensive, but because I never know, like, am I, like, I get something in the mail. Am I supposed to pay this amount or am I supposed to wait until after they hear back from the insurer and who denies whatever? And like, it's just, and then I get calls. Well, you're late. Well, I'm late because I don't know what I'm supposed to pay. Right. So, uh, I, I feel, I feel your pain on on that. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Yeah. It's no good. It's, it's not a good situation, but it is, hey, it's part of life. You know, we all go through, I mean, at least it's not, you know. Getting old sucks, man. It does. (laughs) So. Speaking of getting old, like I had, I had a situation today where um, I had to buy a new, a new iMac, um, which is not a bad thing. But as I'm standing in the store, the, the the young lady, she's like, "Would you like someone to help you carry this out to your car?" I'm like, "No, no, I got it." And I'm thinking, "Dude, you're an old man now. You, take help and you can get it." And I'm like, uh, "No, no, I got it. I got it." And I'm I'm lugging the thing out there, and I had to stop three times because I'm out of breath because it's heavy. I'm like, "Dang it! Wow! I, I need to take it. I need to." I need to take help when people offer it. Yeah, you know, and they probably offered it because they thought you might need it. Yeah, because I'm an old man. I, like right. the thing is, we get to this, we 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 deny our age. Yeah, like, I'm 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 gonna be. I'm, what am I now? We're 40, forty nine. I'm forty. Okay, we're both forty nine. We're nearly fifty years old. I see stuff in the news, and I'm right. like, wow, that guy's fifty. He's old. Uh, no way, he shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, oh wait, I'm almost fifty. <laughs> I'm almost 50. Do you ever see uh, Doctor the Doctor Who, the first Doctor? Uh, played by um, oh yeah, yeah. Just did a whole podcast about it. Right, right. Um, he was fifty four when he filmed that. Was he really? He was. He, he was, looks much older. He looks much older. Well, he he naturally looked older. I mean, that was the thing. Is and and then they aged him a bit with with makeup and a wig. Oh, uh, okay. But but like he was fifty four. I'm like, oh my gosh, Peter Capaldi was that age. Yeah. I he, mean, he looks he, older. He he did, but you know, he didn't look too like he didn't look. Old, old, right, right, and right. he's and he and he certainly didn't act old. I just uh, you know it's I'm feeling I'm feeling like I'm getting older. Yeah, no, I feel it too. Well, sp- speaking of feeling old, um, and the Apple Store, so I I went in. I needed a new iMac because uh, I'm going to be doing a lot more audio editing, like for this show and some other shows that we do and some other work like that. And so we uh, went and get, went in and got a new iMac, and um, and the the young lady, she's very nice. I have to say this. It, uh, the, uh, every time I've been in the episode, the people I've dealt with are 
very nice. They're the so young good. Lady, the young lady. But she was very yeah. young. She's in her Why early twenties. Oh, okay. So she's in her twenties. Yes. So she's like, the so lady. Do you uh do you want me to show you how to you know uh, and you know how to how, some of the features of the iMac? <laughs> and I, I don't want to be that guy that goes, oh, I know the iMac. I've you know I'm like, and I'm trying to think of like what's the nice way to say this without sounding pompous. Yeah, well, well you, it's like no, that's okay. Thanks. I, I, I got it. I, I I get in my way around it pretty well. And she kind of looks at you. She goes, "You're you're one of those experts, aren't you?" I'm like, "Well, let's put it this way. I I I touched the first Apple keyboard in, uh, more than thirty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> actually, my first Apple keyboard was probably uh, thirty five years ago. Wow, <laughs> it was an Apple Two Plus." It with 16k of memory. Dear, K. dear, you weren't born. <laughs> was, yeah, I think I don't know if her mother was born. <laughs> no, her mother was born. Uh, 35 years. I know. It's possible that she wasn't. Yeah, her mother some, was a child. Though. Some weird alternative <laughs> universe. Sure, it, it could be her mother was a child. Yeah, that's five it. years old. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but um, the it was a 16k Apple II Plus K. with a K. With a, a, a graphics tablet, you could draw squares and circles. Ooh. <laughs> it, it was, it was so amazing. So advanced. Mr. Ruby's uh, um, technical drawing class. Wow. It was awesome. Uh, Mr. Ruby was awesome. Uh, and uh, I took several uh, industrial arts. That's great. Technical drawing, architectural drawing classes with them. Sure. But, uh, but so like I've, I've had an Apple 2E and a 2C and a 2GS and a PowerBook 520C. And wow. So, I mean. So it's just I felt I kind of felt like the old man though you know it's like yes dear yeah. I'm I'm okay I can handle it yeah, can I can I sit down <laughs> <laughs> can you so. get me a cup of tea at so. the genius bar <laughs> does it have anything stronger at the bar <laughs> I kind of wish the bar yeah, it wouldn't have, the bar be cool if it was an actual bar it, if they had the, like late night at the Apple store yeah you could hang out. <laughs> you know, try all out the new equipment and have a beer or two. Yeah, you know. I, I I can't see anything going wrong with no, that. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. So uh, the other, the only other really new thing I've been doing is uh, watching movies. Mm. Uh, so what did I see? Um, I just saw Spider Man Homecoming the other day. Excellent movie, very good. Uh, yep. Again, I'm the I'm the dad with the five kids. I don't get out to movies. That's right. Uh, but so I, I watch them when they come when they get available on uh, like Apple TV or whatever. Um, and so Spider-Man, I liked it. I liked the kid. Um, I liked him better than Garfield and, oh, yeah. and Tobey Maguire. Um, I, 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 and I like the interaction with the, the Marvel universe. Right. I think that was the key to that whole movie is yeah. now that they, now that, that Sony has sort of taken a back seat and Marvel's taken a front seat. You, you know, now they can interact because before he could not interact with the other other right. heroes, they and, just didn't have the rights to them, and so and 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 they avoided the third reboot of the story, <laughs> right? Which is what we what could have happened is, yeah. oh look, it's this is how Peter Parker gets bit by a spider. Third, third again, reboot, third re reboot in less than fifteen years or it, something like that, right? So they didn't start from scratch. Yeah, you know, he's already Spider Man. Yeah, right. Which is good. Uh, so that was good. And then um, on Sunday, or the the kids watch Cars three. Oh boy. Uh, and I gotta say, despite the reviews, I think it was pretty good. Um, yeah. It, it, what was it say? Uh, like it. So the the basic premise is, is you know the first cars, Lightning McQueen was the rookie, the brash, needed to be put in his place and shown where you know where the way things work. Um, 
But this one, he's the old timer ah. getting passed by the young, new, faster cars oh boy. and having to deal with getting older. And no but, wonder you liked it. <laughs> no kidding. And then, and then realizing like the, some of, some of what it means to get older is to be, pass on your wisdom to the next generation to, to oh. bring up, you know, so. I mean, it's just like a lot of these Pixar movies. There's something for the kids and something for the for the parents, you know. And there that, you go. there's a little bit of that in there. But I got to tell you, the thing that really touched me the most in the movie. So do you know how in the first movie, Lightning McQueen's sponsors were played by um, the Car Talk guys, Tom and Ray Magliozzi, Click okay. and Clack, the yep. Tabbit Brothers. Okay. Okay. So and the your Rusty's bumper ointment, I guess it was like that. And uh, so in this one, they have. Tom Magliozzi died a few years ago right. in real life. The show Car Talk is not on the air anymore on the, on the radio. Um, so they, in order to, to have them in this one, they had Ray, the, the surviving brother, but mm -hmm. then they, they, they grabbed a lot of sound clips of Tom. Must have been from like the radio show. Yeah. yeah. Saying pretty generic things, you okay. know, to respond. Right, right. Which was very well done. They did a, they did a job, a good job of that. That's great. Um, but, they it, it, part of the story. Not a, not really a spoiler, so I wouldn't worry too much. They sell the Rusty's petroleum to someone else, and they're going to go or yeah, petroleum ointment, and they're going to go retire to retirement. Okay. And as they're leaving, they're like, uh, you know, so you know, oh, it was great uh, racing with your uh, lightning, and uh, remember, don't drive like my brother, and don't drive like my brother, <laughs> and they kind of go out the door, and I'm like, wow, like because it kind of reminded me of because I love. Click the car talk. I, I love know. those guys. I know, uh, and it really makes me sad that uh, that yeah. Tom has died, and that and the he show wasn't over. that old either. No, no, it was he was seventy. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't ancient. I mean, no. he, was, he was around the around seventy. Um, That's not that old. Yeah, he just got sick, and uh, yeah. I mean, my parents are seventy and seventy one, and they're right. in great shape. I mean, my parents are a decade older than that. My mom's going to turn eighty next year. She's going to turn seventy nine in a month. Um, sorry, mom. Wow. <laughs> out your mom right. uh yeah so uh but but it was good i liked it i was um okay uh, i was i was i've never really it. seen any of the cars movies i never yeah. really had a desire to um to see them and i just never did unless you unless you got you know yeah pre, you know, I, exactly some 10 year old boys I, exactly and i don't yeah so so that was good and then uh, but so some more entertainment news is two big Two big announcements came out in the last couple weeks. Uh-oh, big announcements. So this, this, the new Star Wars trilogy, did you hear about oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So Ryan Johnson is the director of The Last Jedi, which right. is coming out next month. Um, and it was announced by Disney that uh, they're going to come out with a new Star Wars trilogy after this trilogy is done. And it's going to be developed by Ryan Johnson. They're so happy with what he's been doing that they're going to let him take the, the reins on developing this new trilogy. And it won't be the Skywalker family. It's going to be as what they said something about a new unexplored part of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about that. It well, it's we're striking out in a new direction. You know, this is this is I all know. new, and that's I I, I'm nervous too. I mean, it, I I don't you know I mean it's like why can't you just build off what you have? Build off of the characters that you've brought to you know into this the new characters you've brought into this trilogy i am making finn and ray yeah and exactly and why not just build off of them why go yeah. off in a whole other direction and quite frankly um you know we're talking about a galaxy that we've we kind of know you know and there's there's certainly um you know the galactic politics of it all i mean are presumably going to be taken care of in the, in the next two, 
two pictures that come out right of this trilogy so what's the what's the the con- right. what's the story what's the conflict, what's, what's the conflict? Right. right you know because if if they beat the empire which presumably they will in in the next two movies um or the it's not the empire anymore it's the, the uh, first order the first order yep. if they beat them and restore democracy quote unquote to the to the galaxy then what's what's the conflict where are we going and well this w- is the bigger question is, is because because star wars movie the big star wars movies they they're big stories. They're not yeah. just a you know the story of a couple people, right? You know, up against whatever conflict, you know, whatever uh, yeah. antagonist. I mean, it's like this Rogue, is about like Rogue One was kind yeah, of yeah. Well, yeah, but even Rogue One was against the Empire. But yeah, it was a smaller movie, right. or uh, even the Solo movie, the Han Solo movie coming I'm out. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, that's going to be a smaller, you know, a smaller movie. But but this is going to be a uh, you know the, the but the trilogy movies. Those are about bigger. Those are galaxy wide. Have you know? Yeah, they have implications throughout the whole known galaxy. Some people have said, "Well, what we'd love to do is to see them go back into the pre you know, into the into the history, the Galactic um, Republic history." Like there's a there was a series of video games mm-hmm. and I think uh, graphic novels that took place called Knights of the Old Republic that took oh, place yeah. several thousand years before the events of right, the original right. Star Wars. Um, I, I, before Obi, before Obi Wan and Yoda right. and all those guys, right. yeah, uh, and it took place back when the Jedi Order was younger and and more in control and that sort of. Stuff. I don't see them doing that. No, I don't uh, see them doing that. Doesn't see, that's not, uh, Disney doesn't seem to be interested in retreading uh, ground. No, I'm, but you know, I mean, like Star Trek. I'm concerned about the direction of Star Wars because you have a, you have a, you have a, uh, a set kind of canon of what it is. Yes. And some, and, and quite honestly, when they started doing these new movies, they kind of had to step away from some of the canon that they well, had already established. They, they didn't step away from anything that had ever been committed to film. Right. But they, they, they stepped, they away, stepped from away from the, the books. The books. Right. Right. Which, you know, granted, uh, you know, you'd say this if there's levels or classes of canon, the books are second class canon. Understood. Uh, and they've been bringing parts of that back into canon. Right. And what I, I guess my issue is you have, you know, with Star Wars, just like in, in, in you can include Star Trek in this too. You have a whole bunch of potential stories yes. that are in book form that could be f- filmed and and shown in the big screen and 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 or even made into television mm. shows or whatever you've got all these these books and all this material and what so then you just walk away from it and you just say hey well we'll come up with something else why come up with something else when you have all this stuff all ready to go well i think the real the the big reason they they stepped away from the the book canon was because it had developed so far in such a direction i know, I know. that it would that it handcuffed them essentially a little bit, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they threw out some of the, the book canon because I didn't like it. I stopped reading it because I felt like this is, this is whack. This doesn't feel like Star Wars anymore. I don't like it. Like they got into this whole like this alien invasion from outside the galaxy thing. Right, and I, right. I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. And then the whole like Han and Leia getting married and their kids and one of their kids goes rogue and which they kind of kept in a little bit of that. Um, but they kill off Chewbacca in the books and right. in, the, in the old canon and. And it was just this whole. Well, in the movie, they killed off Han Solo. So I spoilers. Mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. If you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> exactly. Then I have no sympathy for you. Uh, and well, and of course, 
Princess Leia is going to die. Because, well, of course she is. She because, has to because Carrie, Fisher, Carrie Fisher's dead. And, and, and they're not and, recasting and, it. And, and um, you know, and of course, Harrison Ford's still alive, but they <laughs> killed his character off. Right, right. You know? So, I, I don't know. I, I just... I, it, I'm, 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 I'm cautious about I'm it, too. I'm very cautious about yeah. it. Um, Hopeful, because Star Wars, honestly, for me, Star Wars has always been about the Skywalker saga. Yes. It always has. It's always been about Luke. It's always been about this, you know, even, even the, even the, the first, the, the second trilogy, which was really the first three movies. Um, even that was Skywalker centered right. and Anakin, and Anakin yeah. Skywalker. And so you get this whole thing. Well, that's right. The nine movies are the, are these the tale of the Skywalker family. I get it. Which is what makes me very nervous about these next two movies. It, because oh, oh, these next two, these, the, the, yeah, yeah. the Last Jedi and the and right, right, episode right, nine, right, right. because it's it's becoming more and more apparent that Ray is not Luke's daughter, and he's not Leia's. She's not Leia's daughter. So it is it though. I yes, I think it's. I think it is. A, I think it is. I'm, becoming I'm not more saying. And more clear. I, I didn't think it was Luke's daughter. I've been, I've been more convinced that it's Leia's daughter. Yeah. But I don't know. There are some who think that she's somehow a descendant of the emperor. Yeah, I mean, she's a relation I mean, of some sort. You know, if you, oh man, there's so much, there's so much, you know, misdirection and and, uh, right. who's, and who's who's what and what's going on, and then and then you got people analyzing the posters to the <laughs> point where, well, you know, when in every other Star Wars movie, the bad guy has been the one that looms over the other people. I, just, I'm just I mean, have you that, seen that? Uh, yes. I, I'm thinking the graphic designer is not in on those meetings and dis- and like, okay, this is how we're going to design the poster. Like, right. Like just oh, but don't, don't forget, you got to put the bad guy is the guy that looms over all the other people. Oh, just so you know, the bad guy is. Yeah. So then they're going <laughs> to tell that guy that, Luke, that Luke's the bad guy now. <laughs> And then he's never going to tell anybody? Actually, I think what happens is that, and I've been saying this since the first movie, Ray and- Which first movie? Since uh, Force Awakens. Okay. That Ray and um, Kylo Ren are going to swap. Yeah, but Ray is going to fall to the dark side, and Kylo Ren is going to become a good guy, and he's going to save Ray from the dark side. You think so? Yes. That'll be interesting. Yep. I mean, because quite honestly, Kylo Ren should be in jail for committing murder. <laughs> well, yes. But, you well, know. Yeah. Oh, we'll forgive all that patricide. No, don't worry about that. You turned good. You turned to the light. It's all good now. Oh, well, yeah. You know, Look, it's for- so morally ambiguous. It, it, so, so Princess Leia will, will confront him and, and she will say, son, I forgive you. And she will hug him and it will be all good. Ah. <sighs> As a mother's sure. love will you sure he's off. not going to stab her through the heart <laughs> too. Going to slap him upside the head because that's what Carrie Fisher would do. <laughs> well, that's what Carrie Fisher would do. Um, All right. But so anyway. the, the other big news. Other big news. Big news. Uh, is we need a breaking news buffer? Yes. Yeah. Is well, it's not really breaking news because everybody knows about now. Lord of the Rings is as or not Lord of the Rings, but Tolkien inspired. I'm not happy about this. Lord of the Rings prequel TV series. On Amazon streaming. Yeah, I'm not happy. Melly and I were talking about this. And the, so the, the only thing we know is that it will be, take place prior to the events of the Fellowship of the Ring. Well, I hope so. So, so the question, right, because a, a, something said as a sequel to The Return of the King would be horrible. It would be bad. It would be, there'd be, what would the conflict be? <laughs> exactly. So the only thing we know right now is 
is that it's, it, it takes place. So is it something that happens between the Hobbit and the in Fellowship of the Ring? Is it something that happens within the grand scope of the Silmarillion and the first age and the second age? You know? Yeah. You think they'll go that deep? I don't know. I've always said that what would be great, it would be better than Game of Thrones, would be a TV series about Numenor, mm. which was the island kingdom that Sauron, right. uh, you know, he manipulated. The, it was the greatest kingdom of men in history and manipulated them into attacking the gods, the, the right. Valar, um, to steal immortality from them. I think it would be a great series. Probably not going to do that. But um, Well, it was I funny. I was talking to uh, perhaps the biggest Lord of the Rings nerd I know. Besides me? Besides you, yeah. Father Matt Westcott. Is he, he really? Oh, big time. Oh, that's funny. Huge. Huge. He's he's read and reread the 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 uh, the trilogy. I mean, I don't know how many times. Yeah. I mean, hundreds of times, maybe. I mean, he just constantly. And <laughs> and so when I, I when the news came out, I knew he would. He doesn't. He doesn't. Look, he doesn't keep track of any yeah. of that stuff. Entertainment and all that. So I sent him a link to. The, I sent him an email that's and he 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 sent me a message back. He goes, "I'll look at it." <laughs> but I'm not optimistic. And I said, Oh, I agree. I'm not, I'm not even sure it's a good idea. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, I, I understand the, these big conglomerates own these properties and they want to squeeze as much juice out of them as they possibly well, can. Something to keep in mind is, is this is the total that Lord of the Rings is not owned by a huge conglomerate. It's owned by the Tolkien estate. Right. They've, but they've, well, they approached, they approached Netflix, Amazon and Warner brothers. Warner Brothers did the previous movies and they said for $200 million we'll give you the right to, to develop TV series which was unprecedented this was a what do, they, what do they need $200 million for it's for the family There's, he's got lots of grandkids <laughs> all these little Tolkien's <laughs> running, little Tolkien's running around need, running around they need $200 trust million trust fund babies need more money uh, like because clearly they're not getting enough money from the original <laughs> movies or the books right or the Hobbit or the or, Hobbit which they turned into a a trilogy, right? I, um, you you knew the Hobbit trilogy was going off the rails when Dane of the Iron Hills appeared. Yeah, at the Battle of Five Armies, riding a war pig. Right, <laughs> it drives Melanie crazy when I tell all that. But uh. but think of the cross promotional opportunities here because Amazon also owns Whole Foods. Oh boy, you could have Taters Ten Ways. <laughs> it's like have Sam like a picture of Sam offering taters. Oh man! You could have Gollum at the fish counter with fish. Oh, what about uh, you could have a uh, second breakfast. Second breakfast. Uh, Whole Foods Lembas. There you go. <laughs> this is not happening. That is not, that is not good. This is not happening. That would not. That would not be good. I I I will if 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 they ever. Get it out of development and it comes on, which I'm sure they will, because yeah. they're spending $200 million. They're going to spend $100 million a season. So they're only going to do two seasons? No, 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 no. Over and above the $200 million they paid the estate? Yeah. That's just licensing. So to produce the series, it's going to be another, they're going to have to spend another $100 million. Do you think they're going to um, do it down in New Zealand? No. Cause, no, because they, they've got all that Hobbit stuff set up. Yeah, I, I doubt it. I mean- I suppose it's possible. Well, I mean, but they're probably uh, going to bring in their own designers. It's going to be a whole new production. It's all new people. I understand, but there's all that stuff that's right there now. You could probably use for. You could probably get it for well, a song. Some of like, the, <laughs> yeah. The, the only thing <laughs> we left, don't need this. Uh, uh, you know, we don't need this uh, stuff anymore. Uh, you guys uh, interested? <laughs> Peter Jackson calling out. Peter Jackson, hey, yard hello, sale. Hello, this is Peter Jackson. I have all this stuff that you might need. <laughs> that is the worst. 
Kiwi accent I've ever heard. Well, he's not a Kiwi, is he? Yes, he's from oh, New Zealand. He? That's why I was there. Well, I thought he did it there because he it was looked like Hobbit well, it land. Should, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking I'm about. Banging my head on the table now. I, I'm I'm not a big <laughs> Lord of the Rings nerd. Okay, that is apparent. I mean, I got my I'm, my bookshelf behind I us. I know, I know. I I'm bookcases. Lord of the Rings. Uh, Tolkien books. I'm I'm not as nerdy as you guys. I, I admit know. that. I I, I I wish I was. Um, There's a phrase you didn't think you'd ever say. No, I when, know. When you were 14, I, I wish know. I was nerdy as those guys. I, know. I wish I was <laughs> as nerdy as those nerds. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I've never, I never uttered those words until today. Um, but I think, I, I, I don't know. I think they're trying to go after a, I think Amazon wants their own Game of Thrones. And that's what my fear is, is this yes. is going to turn into some sort of Game of Thrones. <sighs> plus, plus on top of that, um, you know, the potential for, um, things that that Tolkien would never have wanted like nudity and sex and all that stuff that potentially could be shown with his name attached to it well the fact is is Tolkien had a particular worldview that he imbued into his writing exactly no one else can 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 could put in there because they don't have his unless they have his worldview unless you get Joseph Pierce right to, to write the movie you know, I mean, the fact is, like, have you seen like the Shadows of Mordor video game? Probably not. No. It's like it's so not Tolkien. It's the opposite of what Tolkien. How it's like the the uh, the the ghost of Celeborn, who was one of the elves that forged the the rings, um, possesses this human fighter and helps him possess orcs and take a, forge a new ring of power to fight Sauron. And it's like really the opposite of everything Tolkien would have believed about this stuff like that's he, horrible he's like spinning in his grave right now um, and i'm sure he's going to be spinning in his grave over this tv series that's what i'm concerned about well i hope not but it's possible well, I, you, I was fairly forgiving to to peter jackson's movies i liked the original trilogy yes the second trilogy it started off okay got progressively worse uh the third movie was not great um but frankly because it was embodied all kinds of things that happened while bilbo was knocked out in right the, in the book uh, so it just all made up whole cloth and it was like all this stuff that just, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was interesting from a big action movie standpoint, but it wasn't really the Hobbit. No. Um, so, and, and it was a money grab. Let's just be honest. They went from three to two to three movies. They originally were supposed to be two movies and they went from three to two to three movies as a money grab. That's all it was. I, I mean, they made the series because the fans were demanding it. They're like, the Lord of the Rings movies were so great. We want you to do the Hobbit. Please do the Hobbit. Please do the Hobbit. And so they went to do The Hobbit, and, well, this is what you get. I think they could have done The Hobbit in a three-hour movie. I think they could have fit it in without the extra stuff. Yeah. And that would have been fine with even two movies, but the three movies was too much. Yeah, and, and clearly that's all they, all they wanted was the money. I mean, And if you watch the DVD extras, I mean, at one point they had to shut down production because uh, Peter Jackson was wrung out and no ideas, and just, what they, like, they didn't, they were writing it as they went, and it was, it was... That's it, always it was good. problematic, yeah. yeah. So, all right. So that's enough enough entertainment talk. I need to uh, do an entertainment bumper, but I need I need good quotes, like movie quotes or stuff quotes about movies or entertainment or stuff. True. So if you if you know of anything, let me know and I'll I'll grab them off of YouTube or whatever. But uh, make a new bumper. But I'm I was I was trying to rack my brains. I, I couldn't figure it. That'll be fun. But uh, speaking yeah. of bumpers, let's uh, let's move on to our next segment. Lord loves the drinking man. He said home. Land. I hear that he can turn the water to wine. Any man that 
myself explaining to my mother the other day what a tequila shooter is oh really <laughs> that sounds like a fun conversation yeah, the things that you never thought you'd have to talk to your mother about yeah but, uh, well, be, what be glad it was just that <laughs> exactly. um, and, and, and thankfully unlike the bumper says we don't drink alone i know i was just thinking that when i was listening i was just this is literally gonna say something like that we you know here we have this i drink alone and then and, and the two of us are sitting here not drinking alone <laughs> that's right and i think you know we don't we don't drink alone. All right. So, typically. Father Jim, you start with yours. Um, now, Two Roads is the brewery. Is yes. that right? Two Roads. Work, workers Comp Farmhouse Ale. Everyone knows how much I love the farmhouse ales. Um, and this is this is a really good one. It's, it's that same crisp, um, you know, sort of unfiltered, fresh taste that I like. And, um, it, you know, Dom, you brought up an interesting point before. Yes. We began about what this was all about, this... Uh, Farmhouse Ale and this Two Roads Brewery. Well, I, I, I guess it's it's kind of famous, and and so I had I bought the these beers a few weeks ago. Uh, so the other day I'm watching the latest episode of The Big Bang Theory, and uh, I see it. There's a scene where Raj and Wallowitz are watching cricket at a bar, and uh, one of the two I forget who had it, but maybe Raj had this had Two Roads Farmhouse Ale. He was drinking. I'm like. Wow, that looks really familiar. I think I might have had that recently. <laughs> no, but it turns out that I had it in the had It's it in the right here. So, so I'm looking at it. You're drinking it. You're drinking beer that made, it was made famous, famous on, on Big Bang Theory. Big Bang, which is one of my favorite shows. Exactly. So of course I love that show. So, and I'm even like letting young Sheldon grow on me. Oh, uh, yeah. I haven't. I haven't. I have Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I just, I, dev- I haven't tried. I haven't tried it yet. So I, I may go back it and kind of binge it. At yeah, the- I think you should take a look at it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like Big Bang, but right. Uh, um, so what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, Couch Surfer Oatmeal Stout from Couch Surfer Otter Creek Brewing. Wow. Um, and it's good. So it's a nice stout. It's actually, it's really like it, it is. It's not like the. It's not bitter like some stouts are. Like not. I mean, not stouts aren't. aren't Aren't IPA bitter, but they they, no. they, they, they they sometimes they have like the that that crispness on the back of the tongue. Right, this one doesn't have it at all. I mean, it's dark. This is dark as night. Uh, but it's so. I mean, take another sip. Taking a sip. Ooh. Oh, I mean, it's got it's got that that bite the the, uh, yep. the stout bite, but it's so smooth and yummy. I mean, this is go. like this is like ice cream in a glass. It's so wow. it's really good. Wow. I'm, um, I'm, I'm thumbs up on this one. I am thumbs up on this Two, two Roads uh, Workers Comp Farmhouse Ale. And, it, and one of the taglines on it is, uh, end of day reward. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I like the label on this uh, couch surfer. It's, it shows this guy uh, sleeping on a couch with the uh, St. Bernard. St. Bernard, which would, if that was the case, he'd be dead. Yes, he, yeah. I can't breathe. So <laughs> that's... Wow. Uh, so let's uh, let's move on to our main topic for the day. Main topic day, All and right. like I said, uh, scouting. Scouting, yep. So, so scouting is big in our, in my house right now. Um, so I was a scout back in the day. Uh, yes, back, as was I. Uh, I was. Uh, I, I made it all the way to first class in I, Troop One Seventy Two. I only made it to. Kitten. I only made it to second class. Second class. I was actually senior patrol leader for my troop. Wow. Of course, the so the the whole reason <laughs> the whole reason I was senior patrol leader. 
was the troop was declining at that point. They were the uh, <laughs> there was no one else left. <laughs> I was pretty much by default. No, there was like, but it was like a handful of kids. You know, like ten, fifteen at the most kids. Which I guess for some troops today, that's a that's a a, a fair sized troop. But when I was a kid, and maybe this was, you saw the same thing. I mean, troops were scouting was big. It was and troops would have 30, 40, 50 kids. It was. I mean, I remember our pack of pack one seventy two when I was a kid. There had there were dozens of kids that would be at the pack meetings. It was huge. Um, I can't remember the pack that I was in. I can't remember any of those numbers. The troop and part of it was we moved around a little bit, and so I was in the I was in the Cub Scouts um, here in Massachusetts, and then I was in the Boy Scouts when we lived in Ohio and then I then, but then we moved to Florida and I kind of lost track of it all and I never really got back into it. Um, but I, you know, by the time I was, uh, you know, able to join the boy Scouts, I made it to second class and you know, some of it was too, was, I, I don't know about you, but I, I mean, we, we camped as a kid, as a kid and my family camped. So camping was not an unforeign, it wasn't a foreign, um, thing to me. So it, it, I was, I was used to it. Um, but I think for me, when we went out to Ohio and we were living there, one of the older kids on my street who I looked up to, and I was friends with his sister, he was in the Boy Scout troop and he was working his way to her, towards Eagle. And I kind of looked up to him. So I said, I wanted to join. So I did. And, you know, I joined up with them and, uh, you know, I kind of had to show them all, you know, that all the stuff that I had done when I was, Mm -hmm. you know, previous. And so it was, um, but it was, it was more about the camaraderie for me, you know, than anything else. And I really liked the, I mean, and I get it now as an adult that, you know, there's, it builds certain values into a young man and, and it shows them that they can be uh, a leader, right. You know, and, 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 um, what's his name? Baden Powell. He, he had an idea that was a good one, you know, to show young men, young boys that they could, they could develop these skills and become leaders in their communities, leaders in their families and, 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 and potentially leaders of, their countries. I mean, think of all the, all the people that are Eagle Scouts right. that are in government and, 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 uh, you know, the, uh, NASA and everywhere else and priesthood. I know a ton of priests that are Eagle Scouts. I mean, it's well, just, it's, it's amazing to me mm-hmm. whenever, you know, whenever one of my, one of my good friends in the seminary, uh, was, was an Eagle Scout. I think, I think Matt was Matt Westcott. Father Matt might've been an Eagle Scout too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're all over the place in yeah. the priesthood. And, and, and it's interesting because um, obviously the priest is a leader and, you know, he's a leader in his community, leader of his parish. And so those leadership skills uh, come in handy. And I think they come in handy in every, uh, every walk of life, you know? That's why, you know, Eagle Scout on your resume still carries weight. It does. Uh, there's some, it says that you, you know, you're the sort of person who can stick to it, get it done, you know, complete complete the task right um and and that's why i mean i so i i never was able to make eagle scout because our troop essentially disintegrated before before i that's a bummer you know and and i think i aged out i could have gone somewhere else but i was getting really close to the age you know you got to complete it by your 18th birthday right and and i it was i was too far away there was no way i could get them all done um but you know i i loved i loved it when i was a kid i mean some of those like the for me, there was a couple of experiences that really stand out. One was um, winter camping. There was mm-hmm. a, so there's a camp in uh, in one of the camps, scout camps, Massachusetts, in Plymouth, 
Camp Squano. Camp Squano. And it's, it's got this lake there. And I remember winter camping, uh, we went, to, there's this cabin at the remote end of the lake, uh, primitive cabin, bunch of, bunch of metal bunk beds, you know, four level bunk beds and a big stone fireplace. And, uh, and we stayed there for a weekend. And uh, I remember like staying up late with the, now you got to understand my, my parent, my dad, my parents, their, their marriage was rough and my dad wasn't around a lot. But I didn't really have my dad uh, close. Right. Um, I learned things from my dad, and I love my dad. But uh, I didn't. I didn't learn a lot of stuff from my dad when I was when I was that age. Um, he wasn't really around then. And so, you know, I, I remember staying up one night with the older the scoutmaster and the other guys, and and just really bonding with them. Like on an on a, not a, it wasn't necessarily an equal level, right? But a but a semi equal level. Like they like they treated me with respect and. I was one of the, of the crowd of guys, right. You know, and, and that was, that meant something to me to be, to be treated with that sort of manly respect. Right. And I think it, I think one of the things that, it, that forms in those kinds of environments is like the band of brothers, you know, mentality. Mm-hmm. And, um, for veterans day, I weekend, I, one of the movies I like to watch is, um, is, uh, saving private Ryan. Oh Yeah. I love that movie a lot and it's an amazing movie, um, an amazingly shot movie, amazingly historically accurate movie. And so this bond, this band of brothers forms around this little group that's looking for private Ryan, you know, and it's right. And, and, you know, and each guy has his, his kind of role in it all. And uh, it's just, it's just a great movie and it just yep. shows you. And then of course there's the whole mini series band of brothers, which is, right. you know, something I want, I want to watch. But. You haven't seen it? No. Oh yeah. You should definitely watch yeah. that. Um, it's, it's yeah. So you get all that going on in those movies. And I think men respond to that. They respond to the band of brothers mentality. And I think that shows up in scouting too, because, Definitely. you know, like you you were saying, you wanted to be a part of that, that group that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I bet there are people, it might even be people listening to this podcast who say, oh, those were those scouting nerds. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, um, but you know what? They, there were guys that we, you probably hung out with them. I hung out with them that they just knew so much about surviving in the outdoors that right. you know well, it, in, 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 in life and and some of the uh, you know the adult leaders that had been involved with scouting their whole lives and you know how they imparted their wisdom and 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 their skills and everything else and just helping you along and i and i and i've seen other people involved in scouting like um when i was pastor in in rentham there was um one of the uh, mothers of an eagle scout um, she helped the other scouts. She helped scouts with their religious medal mm-hmm. every year. She, and, and part of that was coming to, to speak with me, um, having to go over all their material, mm-hmm. um, and then signing off on it so that they could then submit it. Right. And, uh, and she always, always made sure that I, I, I had the time and the effort to do that. Um, and because she, she thought that badge was just so important for the, for the boys, especially the ones that were in our chartered troop, you know? And so it was, it was, it was good. I, I, I like being, I, even in, in the peripheries, I like being involved with it and I truly am on the peripheries. I mean, that's really what it is. And yeah. I, I know, well, I know, well, I've known a lot of kids 
you know, young men that have gotten their Eagle Scouts over the years and the different parishes I've been in and the different projects they've done. And I've been there oh, for them. Often they do projects at parishes. They do. So we've had a, uh, a kid in our parish, uh, his name's Nick, and he just, he did his Eagle Scout pro- uh, project. He, um, he found these, this old statue of the Sacred Heart in the parish garage oh, wow. and the hands had been broken off and it was all dingy. And so his project was to restore it. Yeah. So he raised money for the restoration. He cleaned it. He created a, a plinth, like a, a, a concrete pad for it yep. to sit on, landscaped around it, had it put out. Um, and that was his project, you know, That's and, great. He, and he raised the money for it and all. So, so it was, <clears throat> I like that idea. I mean, I like the, the element of service that is in it. I like yes. the element of getting the kids to do things that they're not, might not do every day. Yeah. I mean, one of the, in my, in my old parish in Rentham, I, I was already gone, but one, it had been a dream of ours to put a handicap ramp in at, at the parish. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we kept on trying to get Eagle Scouts interested in doing the project. And we had, so over the years, several of the kids looked at it. Um, but eventually uh, this one kid, Patrick, um, whose mother is a good friend of mine and who works at the parish. Um, they, um, they finally got it done and yep. it's an amazing, um, it's an amazing project. I mean, he had to raise a ton of money and had to have, it all had to be, you know, compatible with state regulations and everything else. It was a major, major project, uh, for this kid. And just to see it, uh, to be invited back for the dedication and to see all the stuff that went on, you know, and it was just a really cool thing. And it's something he did that makes a difference in people's oh, it lives. Makes a it's huge not just, difference. not just a token project. It's no. a real, it makes benefit. a huge difference and be yeah. major benefit to people. In fact, if I was still there as pastor and I was having to have my ankle surgery, it would not be a problem. I could still celebrate. I could still get into the church. That's right. That's right. I, I mean, they have an elevator. Uh, elevator is a strong word. It's not really an elevator lift. It's more of a lift <laughs> on the other side of the church. Um, and it works most of the time. Yeah. Um, but you can get stuck in it too. And Ugh. people have, um, but anyway, um, it, 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 that church is completely accessible from the ground level for anybody who is in a wheelchair or in some other, yeah. you know, state and, and, and just by one kid. And, and that's great. I, I just can't say enough about the Boy Scouts and what they do. So the, so my boys are really excited. They're, so there's, there's six and eight and there's there. So we just went to our first meeting the uh, last Friday. Um, uh, Anthony who's six, he's, he's, uh, in the tiger, uh, tiger. You know, and, uh, Ben is in the uh, bear. Yeah. And they're, they're learning, uh, their oath. And the great thing about homeschooling is, is we can incorporate the stuff they need to do. Right. For their badges and their ranks. Uh, into their school work. So, for example, they have to do copy work every day. They have to you know, practice handwriting every day. And so their copy work right now is the Scout Oath and the Scout Law wow. because they have to learn those. And so it helps them learn it, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, they're just so excited. We, and then on Saturday, we went to get their uniforms. Yeah. And there's this place nearby. Uh, I'd never kn- I didn't know it was there. But near, in the Blue Hills Reservation uh, in, in Milton, uh, it's called Camp Sayre. Um, it also goes by uh, like the New England Base Camp, I think is the other name. Right. And so it's owned by the Scouts, but it's open to the public. Anyone can use it, uh, the various facilities there. They have, a in, they have an indoor, in-ground pool. They have a, um, you know, in, in various indoor facilities. They have outdoors. They have like a, a tr- different training areas, like a, a rock climbing training area. Archery. course, archery. Uh, air rifle and BB gun because nice. they don't do gunpowder anymore. Apparently, <laughs> like when I was a kid and when you were a kid, uh, but they have um, 
outdoor cooking demonstration area, like uh, how to learn how to do outdoor cooking. Nice. You have a, a Native American village. And then there's camping areas, like all kinds of camping uh, spaces great. for groups. Uh, and this weekend, they had, for whatever reason, they had like a bunch of troops up over the Veterans Day weekend from New York and New Jersey. Uh, they, and they went into Boston, the Freedom Trail, and all this sort of stuff. But but it was really neat. So the, I mean, we got, we got the uniforms. And we're just so, the kids are just so excited. They're over the moon about this. And I got to be honest, me too. Like I love scouting. I can't wait to take them out camping, and and I might even become you know you know Cubmaster Dom. You know. Oh <laughs> my gosh! I can't wait to see the. I want to I want to see Scout Scoutmaster Dom Scout in his Master in his Dom. uniform with his little pith helmet on. You know, in the shorts. In the shorts, you got to have the shorts and 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 carrying a riding crop. You know. Exactly. <laughs> All right, you light up now. Light up now. You know, and I I can just see it. I can see it. I um one of my my friend that I was talking about whose son did that handicap project, she, she was involved with the scouts as a leader too. And so she would on scout Sunday, it was so funny. I used to, I used to laugh cause she would show up while all the other leaders and they all had their scout, master stuff on yeah. and I used to laugh and I was like look at you you look like a little scout <laughs> she, I'm sure she loved that she loved it yeah, yeah. she loved it she, loved she, it. she used to say will you shut up <laughs> and uh, as only friends can as only friends and uh, but it was funny because I just used to laugh and but I, I just um, yeah now I get this image of Tom wearing his uh, scout shirt and his, <laughs> his handkerchief and uh, kerchief there the and, kerchief uh, yes yeah and his uh, oh yeah and the, and the epaulets the epaulets yeah Oh man! Patches. Gosh, I can only imagine what that's going to be like. Oh, if it ever happens, I'll put a picture up. You got to. (laughs) You got to now. (laughs) Oh, that'll be classic. Oh yeah, I mean, but I'm looking like. Like I'm looking forward to like going to summer camp with them, and and yeah, I'm looking forward to winter camping. I can guarantee you that. (laughs) Not so much looking forward to winter camping, but like so like that was the other time I went to camp. It was summer camp, and the troop. When we went, we went, we went with a, we partnered with a troop from Randolph, which is the next town over, um, because our troop was so small and the, the scoutmaster there owned a whale boat. Ah. So there was like, I think it was like six benches of row, rowing. And so you, you have two boys on each oar. And so you had 12, 12 kids row or no, wow. uh, six benches. So 24 kids rowing. Wow. And, um, right. Yeah. And. So, and our, our campsite was at the far end of the lake near, near that cabin. And so every morning for Reveille and breakfast and every night at the end of the day, we'd row the boat down and row the boat back. And it was really, we could, with the 24 kids rowing, you could get up to speed. And it became a thing at the camp, like, oh, look at these guys, like, we, we should steal their boat. And so oh. they would, so the other troops would try to steal the boat in the night. So we had to put a watch on it. And then it became this competition. And I remember one, one night during dinner, the, uh, Someone comes running in and going uh, to to the uh, the dining hall. They're stealing the boat, and all these boys <laughs> jump up from the table, and we go running out, and we're tackling oh, kids into the water. No. And it was it was a lot of fun. Oh no! <laughs> I just have this image of like skinny little frady cat kids sitting out there with their with a whistle, you know, like waiting for something to happen, scanning the water, and then like the other kids come up from behind and like put a bag over his head and the, the other kids come out come out of the water like navy seals yeah like navy seals <laughs> up out of the water they rise out of the water <laughs> all of a sudden he's got little red lights all over his chest <laughs> they're shooting at him with straws and paper right. 
<laughs> you get the air gun. They get the air pistols out. <laughs> oh my gosh! So that camp, we we had, they had an archery range and a rifle range, and so here's a, so the archery range was right under the flight path for some Coast Guard helicopter station. Ah. So they would fly right over the trees, and so I don't know what was wrong with us. We would shoot at the helicopters with the arrows. You guys are crazy. It was crazy. It was not right. You guys are crazy. We should not have done that. No. But, uh, but I have to wonder, like, if these guys land and look underneath and find arrows sticking out of the fuselage. What happened? <laughs> like, what did we fly? Did we fly? Did we fly over, like, an Indian camp? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think the Wampanoags were attacking us anymore. So, but, uh, th- but then you'd have, like, camp-wide games like uh, Capture the Flag and uh, Counselor Hunt and just so much fun. I mean, those are sorts of things you get at summer camp wherever you go, but right, you earn your merit badges and stuff. I just I really love that. So I'm looking forward to that. That's great. Now, so there's one controversy people bring up, uh, oh, current boy. issue, is uh, the, the, this new thing about girls in scouting. Yeah. Now, at first, I was, I was skeptical of this, but it turns out that it's not quite what I thought it was. So what it is, is they're, they're talking about creating a parallel program. Right. So that it's not like the girls would join the Boy Scout troop. That there would be a separate troop of whatever they call it, of scouts who are girls, uh, and they could yeah they earn, call the Girl Scouts. Well, and they could earn badges and stuff. Like this. Well, the, this is sort of the Girl Scouts are mad about this. The, the, and yeah, they should be. Well, but they, but it's a reaction to to a very real felt need that a lot of a lot of young women and, and our, we're in the same boat with our girls who feel like that the Girl Scouts are a way too political, right. Um, and way too focused on cookie sales. Right, that's a big thing. I mean, them. some I've heard about some Girl Scout troops where, like the the competition for the cookie selling and the, and the pressure to sell cookies is way over the top. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, so they, and we don't want to have anything to do with it. My girls, they just want to go go out and climb trees and run through the woods. Um, <laughs> so you know, shooting arrows, shooting and arrows, and screaming. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about this Camp Sayre New England base camp thing is, is you can go up there. Uh, for, they have programs on a regular basis where where scouts can come in and earn different badges. You know, they, so they'll have a earn your cooking badge or earn your, earn your archery badge, right? Of course, but it's not limited to just the scouts. Anybody can take the cl- class. So we could have the the boys and my girls go and do archery or well, that's good shooting or whatever. You know, uh, rock climbing or whatever. So I'm looking forward to that. So it's just something That's for great. the whole family. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, something for the whole family because then you guys will all be out and Melanie can be here by herself, which is something <laughs> she would very much like. Yes, except she has to sew all the patches. She may have to sew all the patches, but when you're all out camping and she's, uh, you know, yeah. back here she's reading relaxing. her book, relaxing, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes, she will not be sad about that. So uh, so let's, uh, I guess we should move on to our uh, picks of the week. Why don't you pick a category? In the dirt. Ah, yeah. Do pick up Bart, pick up Bart. Back to back picks. Alex, would it be all right if I picked the next category? And a great pick by Davis. Okay, Keely, you're our return attempt. You pick. And that is picked off. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little. So, Father Chip, um, my pick is very simple. Okay. My pick is the brand new 27-inch mid-2017 iMac 5K Retina <laughs> sitting on the floor right behind you that I'm going to set up once we're done with this podcast. Oh, boy. Uh, it, is a, it is a powerhouse machine. Uh, I basically went in and I said, 
What is the best iMac that you have in stock? That's a big question. <laughs> so the, that's what we that's what we got. Because I, I was going to order it online, right? And you know me, I you, or maybe you don't. Yeah, I do. I'm. I, I I don't like to wait for things. I do. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> My engagement was was five months too long. <laughs> I, I couldn't wait to be married. I can't wait to like I can't wait to get my iPhone so I stood I would stand in line outside the Apple store. I'm just that kind of guy. I don't like to wait for something once I know I'm going to get it. I know. I've, I I I'm kind of the same way. <laughs> exactly. So uh so it, when I went online I, and I did the spec, it was going to be like November 25th, I think it was, before I could get it. Oh wow. Yeah, it was like a, like, like a week and a half. I'm like, eh, I get stuff I could do with it right now. Like like I've got three projects all lined up right now. That, that it could do so yeah a week uh, and a half is too long for you i went into the store and i and i the, the the very nice young lady helped me out and she got me the brand new uh imac and uh the top of the line one that they had in the store there you go um and then I, I get some ram on order and install and pump up the ram and so that did be you good. tell her you were going to do that yeah she wasn't sure that was something i could do and in fact she she said that the um Wow, the, she didn't think you could do it. Well, that it was user upgradable, and she went to the. She even asked the genius, and he's like, "Well, you really should just order it, you know, with the stuff in it." Uh, in, in the, and you know, I'm like, "Yeah, thanks, Come on. thanks, chief. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I'll I, take, I got this. I can take care of that. <laughs> I can open the little door on the back and shove the rim. <laughs> yeah, it's not an issue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that's my pick is the uh, is the iMac. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm 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 doing something I don't always do, and I'm picking something that um. I haven't finished yet. Okay. But I just picked it up and I started reading it today, actually. Uh, but it was it was recommended on the Patrick Coffin uh, podcast. Oh, which, which Patrick is, Coffin's a good friend. That's right. And he's, I recommend his podcast. I do too, actually. And he had um, this guy on, a guy, another priest, uh, Thomas Joseph White with the Dominicans, who wrote a book called The Light of Christ, An Introduction to Catholicism. And uh, on Patrick's recommendation, um, because he said he picked it up and like devoured it in like one sitting, basically. Wow. Um, he said it was really good and, 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 and he thinks it can be really helpful to people. Um, so I want to read it first before I start recommending it to people, but, um, and here I am recommending it to people. <laughs> so, um, but the contents, I'll just give you some of the contents. Uh, uh, so introduction to the Catholic intellectual life, revelation and reason, the human search for an unknown God, religious pluralism and the true philosophy in quotes, skepticism and the usefulness of belief, scripture, teaching authority and tradition, magisterium, infallibility, pa 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 keeps going. God and Trinity, um, Patrick said that part there, the God and Trinity part, uh, which is part two, um, he said is, was probably some of the best stuff he's ever read on the Trinity and certainly better than anything he's ever heard on Trinity Sunday Wow! Uh, in preaching. So, you know, based on that recommendation alone, I picked up the book and I started reading it this morning and it's really good. And I'm, I'm so at any rate, I'm, I'm into the book. I haven't finished the book, but I'm into it. And I'm, I'm just saying based on Patrick Coffin's recommendation, plus the guy's a Dominican, um, with the Dominican House of Studies, and I know the prior there now, um, <laughs> which is cool. He was in seminary with me, um, and so it's uh, the Dominican House of Studies is a very good uh, school of theology in Washington D.C. And um, anyway, he's affiliated with that, and he's uh, interesting. Uh, he's a convert. Thomas White is. Um, 
he's a convert to Catholicism, um, converted when he was in college and went to Brown. Oh, converted at Brown of all places. So, um, it it can happen anywhere, (laughs) but, but his conversion, like a lot of, uh, Protestant, uh, conversions to Catholicism has to do a lot with the intellectual life. It has a lot to do with the, what makes sense about our faith, you know, you know, because one of the things they were talking about in the podcast was, um, was scripture. You know, if you look at scripture, um, there's always going to be a, a, a guiding authority on what is authoritative. Right. Right. So it's either going to be the Catholic church with its, you know, connection to the apostles, or it's going to be these other guys who <laughs> have no connection, right. who've gone off the reservation, so to speak, and are making personal decisions about what they think should be in the Bible. So it's, it's, uh, that really was one of the things that kind of threw him over the edge on that and, and brought him to the Catholic church. Cause he's like, wait a second, you know, why would I trust these random dudes over, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Right. So it was, uh, that's just a small portion, but check out Patrick Coffin's podcast too. If you don't, if you haven't already, uh, I think Dom recommended it once before in uh, maybe in one of our first or second episodes, really. Yeah. So it, but it's really good. He has a great job. He had this one episode where he talked to this guy, Tim Clemente, who's a anti-terrorism expert mm. after the, uh, the, the shooting in Las Vegas. Yes. And it, that, that was really good. Because, that was good. Cause it's as, as good as of political and, and, uh, current events analysis as you'll find in any of the network shows, but it brings in that element of also faith, which was also part of it. So it had the, the I mean, it wasn't just, it, it was clear like, okay, this is terrorism and this is what terrorists do. And this is what uh, this kind of crime is. And this is, so you had the technical details, right? But then the faith comes in, in, in there as well. And so neither suffers for the other, other's presence. You know right. what I mean? Uh, just really good. I mean, he's had some great guests, uh, but uh, he gets some of the best guests out there and uh, he's, I mean, it's just a really good podcast. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's outstanding. I mean, there are ads, you know, yeah. um, so you got to kind of sit there, but they're not for bad products. There's usually a pretty good products that you might be interested right. in anyway. Um, that's the, and that's yeah. one of the things I like Ad, about there's podcasts. N- there's ads. nothing wrong with ads. Well, one of the things I, li- <laughs> no, I agree. One of the things I, someday you may be hearing them on this podcast. Uh, that could happen. <laughs> one of the things I like about podcast ads are that they are usually products that you would probably use right. or be interested in. Because podcasts, the nice thing about podcasts, and now we're kind of a little inside baseball, but the nice thing about podcasts is they are they are they tend to be unless they're really big general podcasts like This American Life, uh, but even those tend to be uh, somewhat niche. Like there's an interest group, mm-hmm. and so it's easier to target. Right, uh, a product at a particular niche group, as opposed to something like general, like on broadcast television, like in a during a sitcom. Right, it's it, during a sitcom you're going to get you know ads for Buicks and ads for coffee, right, and and everything else like in this, between. You will never hear an ad for uh, a, a feminine hygiene products on our ever. podcast ever, ever, <laughs> because ever that is not our our, our target. It's not audience. our target audience. A and B. I think that would be crazy. I'll, I'll make you do the ad reads. Yeah, I'm not reading an ad for that. I'm telling you that right now. Um, so at any rate, um, I, you know, even though there are ads, that's how Patrick makes his money. I assume it, that is his living. Is so is doing is doing that podcast. Yeah, I re- I really admire him for for he he left his very successful radio show on yep. Catholic Answers yep. and wanted to start out go off and do something new, 
And, you know, here he is. He's got a family, a wife and two kids. And he's, he's doing it. He's, he's he's going out into the deep and uh, and trying something new. And I'm I'm proud of him for it as a as a friend and uh, and and very, very uh, kind of jealous that yeah. he was able to do that. I, I would like to meet him someday. He seems like an interesting cat. Yeah, uh, I'd well, like to. Maybe we'll get him out here for there you go. some kind of a conference. He does parish missions. Uh, uh, that's what the things called recharge. There so. you go. Uh, maybe get him out here. Seems so, like a good dude. He is a good dude. He, and funny as all get out. He's one of the funniest guys I know. There you go. So, uh, I guess that wraps it up for us. This has been the Father's Show. You can find links to everything we discuss and our picks of the week on our website at thefathersshow.com. You can email us at feedback at thefathersshow.com. On Twitter, the show is at thefathershow. I'm at betnet, B-E-T-T-N-E-T. I'm at chines. C-H-I-N-E-S. And I'm, I'm actually using Twitter more these days for some reason. I am too. I don't know why. I don't know why either. Yeah. But we're also on Facebook. Yes, we are. At Facebook.com slash The Show. If you like the show, please, please recommend us to please, your friends. Please, please. Share links uh, to, your, uh, to our, our website and our shows on social media. Uh, write a review of the podcast on iTunes. Whatever you can do helps us get the word out about this show. Uh, and with that... Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. So long.